News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And welcome at 7.05, the good listenership of CFRA. Good to have you along here. My name John Scholes, and you heard his name, Lior Samfiru. This is the Employment Law Show. What is this all about? Well, if you've caught any of the uh, weekend shows we've been doing for years now here in the station, you'll know it's about employment law, employment rights, and keeping you safe in the workplace, the place where you spend thousands of hours of your life. So what am I trying to say? It's a very important show. It's a very important topic, but it doesn't happen without your contribution. This is a live show. We've been doing this every uh, Tuesday at 7 o'clock starting now, hopefully for a very long time. Same number still applies, 613-521-TALK. If you got questions about your job, uh, severance, are you a contractor, are you full-time, are you a boss? Maybe you've got questions about your job in general. This is why we've been doing this show for so many years. Because it is information you need to be armed yourself for the rest of your working career. So feel free to call in and ask us with any questions as we uh, just get some broad strokes on this first show of, uh, of a Tuesday night here. In uh, in uh, November, 613-521-TALK, again, is the number you want to call through. Email, you can send along emails. We answer those uh, throughout the show when we got some time. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. So much to get through tonight, pal. I know for the uh, the new listeners to the show that haven't joined us, or, well, this would be the first show on a Tuesday night, but our weekend uh, listeners may be coming back tonight. They'll know what we're going to talk about, but I want to get into some broad stro- uh, strokes here in just a bit of what the show is all about. But first, uh, tell us what you do and where you come from, pal, and a little bit of history of the show right hey johnny yeah thanks it's so exciting to be here our, our first uh, weekday show on cfra we're going to be here every tuesday at seven talking about employment law talking about uh, the workplace rights you need to know about uh and, and i'd like to think i'm qualified to talk about that i am an employment lawyer it's it's, it's what i do i spend all the time when i'm not on radio to helping people we're talking to people solving workplace problems as an employment lawyer my job is to solve problems and to help you make it feel better about the workplace problems you're dealing with maybe it's a situation where you've been let go and you want to know hey what am i owed well call me at the office we'll give you that information throughout the show or call us on the show with the question maybe your job has changed your hours your compensation your responsibilities can that happen what does that mean are you maybe you need to take some time off work a medical condition can you do that for how long those questions and so many others we answer on the show all this time give us a call right now um, it's much more interesting for us it's much more interesting for all the listeners if we take a lot of calls so so try us out give us a call and of course if you want to talk to me privately if you don't want to get on here you just want to have a, a a chat with me directly about your matter no problem my contact information phone and email we'll give it throughout the show it's easy to get a hold of me so there's no excuse now not to know about your workplace rights john i don't know about you but i'm excited I, I can't wait. We've been doing uh, you know variations of the show for so many years. We got it down to a science, and it's always a new discovery when people call in with their their issues and their questions. So, yeah, like uh, Lior said, bring them on six one three five two one talk. If you want to send an email, long help at employmentlawyer.ca, and you can call Lior anytime. Uh, that number, write this down. This one you keep as well one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. So we always get it going. This is how we do the show. This is our template, tried, tested, and true. Uh, we start off with the week that was something that's been happening in the firm on your desk and something that would be uh, of importance and of course of interest to our uh, to our listeners so what uh, what do you got for me this week pal that, that's right John so like I said I, I speak with people all the time you know I spend a lot of my day on the phone uh, answering questions speaking to people and I always like to start off the show by a couple, uh, talking about a couple situations that came across my desk over the past few days mm-hmm. first matter this actually came uh, or happened earlier today I spoke with a gentleman 
Uh, he was a, a, a commissioned salesperson. He had a salary and a commission, actually good level of income. He'd worked for the same company for over 14 years, uh, You know, thought he was going to retire there. Well, unfortunately, he just got the word that uh, the company's restructuring and they're letting him go at the end of the year. Happy holidays, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and he's going to be out of a job. So he contacted me and wanted to know what he's owed and, and in fact, what, whether what they offered him was appropriate. So he'd been there for 14 years. And, John, what they offered him is seven months of salary only, seven mm-hmm. months. Right. Now, he had uh, spoken to a, to a friend of his who said, that's a two-weeks pay-per-year service. It sounds right. Well, luckily, he called me. And here's what I told him. Forget about seven months. He actually was owed about 15 months compensation. But here's the key, John. It's not that he's just owed 15 months. He's owed 15 months of total compensation, salary and commissions and benefits. They only offered him seven months of salary. The difference for him between what they offered him and what he was owed, it was almost $100,000. Okay, It's a significant amount of money. Now, he was told by his friend, oh, yeah, no, two weeks pay per year of services is what you're owed. And one of the things we talk about on the show often, you're gonna, if you haven't heard us before, you'll hear us coming back to this, and that is it's not a week's pay per year of service if you lost your job. It's not two weeks pay. It's based on a few factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So the longer you work, the older you are, the more senior position, the more you're owed. And for him, for this person, he was owed 15 months pay. And when it comes to severance, it has to include all components of your compensation, not just salary. So salary, benefits, bonus, car allowance, stock options, whatever you would have had as an employee has to be included. And you know, I, I can assure you, he's pretty darn happy now that he called me because he found that he's owed potentially another $100,000. And this situation is common. John, we have listeners right now that, that uh, may have lost their job at some point in the last year, two years, five years. And I almost assure you, when they were let go, that severance offer that they were made was pennies on the dollar because that's the case for about 90% of people, John. Well, I mean, it's and it's a thing, like you said, we'll come back to, uh, if, if not all the time on this show, is the worst place to go when, you're, when you've been let go is, you know, Google Law or uh, your buddy across the street who knows because one time he was fired and he knows exactly what you're supposed to get. That was the genesis of starting this show in the first place so many years ago is the misinformation. So, uh, so yeah, this is the place to be. This is where you're going to get the knowledge uh, moving forward. Again, 613-521-TALK. It is a live call-in show. Any questions, bring them on. We are uh, well-armed and ready to... Uh, to hear from you what else uh, what else you got going on i spoke uh, uh last week late last week with uh, a lady who had uh been dealing with workplace harassment and bullying so her manager right. uh was treating her in a very nasty way uh, i'm not even going to get into details it's just really nasty putting her down making her, her, her feel terrible using the type of language you should never use with an employee and creating this poison work environment well, she did the exact right thing. She went to speak with HR, and she told them, you know, here's what's happening. Please help me. Please make this stop. Uh, she got the line from HR, yeah, yeah, we're going to look into this. No worries. Well, they didn't. Nothing happened. No one interviewed her or her boss as far as she knew, and the bullying and the harassment continued. Then it got so bad, John, that eventually she had to take a stress leave from work. Wow. And she called me, uh, you know, at her wits end saying, you know, I, I'm going to be going back to work, but I can't imagine going back to work in that environment. What do I do? 
So here's the thing, John. It's very important to remember this, that every employee has a right to work in a workplace that's uh, free from harassment in a supportive and healthy work environment. And if you're dealing with harassment, if your employer won't fix that, you can treat your employment as being terminated. We call this a constructive dismissal. A constructive dismissal in this situation happens that because of this poison work environment, it's difficult to continue working. So what does that mean? That means that I can get her out of there and get her full compensation, get her full severance. So even though she's going to be the one leaving, it's actually not a resignation. The law is going to look at that as a termination. So if you're being mistreated, if you're being harassed, and if you try to resolve it and you can't, it's time to talk to me. It's time to consider getting you out of there so that your health doesn't get impacted, so that you don't have to go off on a medical leave and, and take medication. Nothing is worth that. Workplace harassment is unacceptable, but it can be dealt with. So I'm going to help her now. I'm going to get her out of there. I'm going to get her severance. For her, it's about a year's pay that she's going to be owed. I'm going to get her that. And if you're ever in that situation, you know what to do. You give me a call. And that number, we're going to keep throwing it at you to get a hold of Lior when the show's not on. Or a member of the uh, very capable team, that is 1-855-821-5900. That you can keep uh, on you always. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll take our first break of the evening. Stand by. Bring the calls. We'd love to talk to you. If you have any questions already, that's why we are here. 613-521-TALK. Lots more Employment Law Show is on the way right here. News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. And welcome back indeed. It is 718. If you're just joining us, Employment Law Show, this is our brand new time, Tuesday nights at 7 here on this wonderful radio station with you. And, uh, of course, live shows, so your your calls are more than welcome. 613-521-TALK for the duration of the hour. It is about employment law and your employment rights. And we'll get into lots of stuff here as the weeks, months, and hopefully years continue on this show. You want to send an email, uh, those are help at employmentlawyer.ca. Very simple to uh, to do that as well as we Continue here, you know, because it's uh, we we've done lots of weekend shows for years here in the station, but we're moving over to a to a Tuesday night as well. So for those uh, listeners, a good listenership who has not caught the show before, want to dial it back to some basics of employment law, just to, just to set the table, the groundwork, and then move on. Of course, with the coming weeks and months, get a little more involved. But in that regard, and I like this 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 laundry list you sent me, pal. And that is the most common questions you get asked as an employment lawyer. That's right. We want to touch on some kind some basic legal concept, things that impact a lot of people, things that you will at some point in the course of your working life come across. The most common questions or issues that I deal with, I deal with them day in and day out, and and I think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to identify, at least with some, if not with all of these things. You bet, and at, uh, at any time, if any of these ring true for you or uh, leave you scratching your head about something, feel free to call in. 613-521-TALK is the number. First one is, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer terminate my employment? That is a, a common question, John. Not not a day goes by when I don't have that type of discussion, you know, three, four, five times every single day. So so let's let's be very clear on this. From a legal standpoint, your employer is allowed to let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason so long as severance is paid. And a lot of people are going to say, well, wait a second. Are you telling me that even though I may have done nothing wrong, they're allowed to let me go? And the answer, unfortunately, is 
Yes, yes, they can. It's a question of severance. Now, there could be ethical reasons and moral reasons and even business reasons why your employer should not just let you go for any reason. But legally, they absolutely can. And John, you've heard me say this before. I'm going to say this for the first time for our new listeners. I call it my blue car example. That's right. And, and it goes like this. Your employer can come to you and say, hey, uh, John, you drive a blue car. We decided last night that we only like people with the red cars. So we're going to let you go because of that. That's a silly example because I don't think any employer would ever do that. But legally speaking, they can. Your employer can let you go because the color of your car, just like they can for any reason. Now, where a wrongful dismissal fits into this analysis is the fact that most people, when they're let go, regardless of the reason, don't get proper severance. They're offered right. a lot less than what they're owed, and that makes it a wrongful dismissal. So that's why when you call me and you say you lost your job, I focus on the severance because from a legal standpoint, that's actually what matters. Now, of course, the exception is you cannot be let go for discriminatory reasons. You cannot be let go because of your age or your ethnicity or your disability. For example, those are illegal. But short of that, even if you've done nothing wrong, as long as your employer pays you your full severance, again, based on your age, position, length of employment, that's legal. That's all they have to do, even if the reason is not one that we agree with. Again, questions, uh, we're here to answer them for the remainder of this hour, uh, 613-521-TALK. If you have uh, any questions or comments about uh, your job or anything under that particular topic that we're talking about every week here on the Employment Law Show. Number two is this, and this one's the big elephant in the room. Okay, I've been let go, so how much severance should I get? That is always the next question. Okay, well, no. fine. You've, you've explained to me, Lior, uh, that uh, I can be let go. I get it. But what am I actually owed? So here's the, the nice thing to... Uh, to, to understand, there's no direct line or the direct formula that I can give you that it's a week's pay per year, it's this much. No. It's based, as I said before, on a few factors. The biggest ones are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position, the more you are owed. So it's those factors. Now, here's some guidance. Short service employees are treated mm -hmm. disproportionately better than long service employees. Therefore, you may have an employee that's only worked for a few months, and that employee could be owed a few months severance. Yeah, you heard me right. You may have worked for six months, and depending on your age and position, you could be owed six months severance. There have even been situations where the length of the severance is more than the length of employment. So you, so that's true for employees up to you know three, four years and beyond mm -hmm. that. Again, you still get a lot of severance and a lot more than what often employers offer. There's a tool that I created. Um, we're going to talk more about it later, but you can go find out how much you're actually owed. It's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you go there, there's a tool there that allows you to calculate how much severance you're owed to get that estimate. It's free. It's anonymous. It's quick. The key to remember, if you're looking at that severance letter, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca first or give me a call because chances are the number that you're looking at there, what the company's offering you, is pennies on the dollar. 613-521-TALK for your questions for this show tonight and uh, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Employment Law Show. Welcome to it if it's your first time. Love uh, love having you here. Uh, you know, on the tales of the how much severance do I get, There's, and I'll ask this question because I know someone's eventually going to call with it. It's like, Leor, for the past 30 years, I've been under the impression that it's a week or two weeks per year. Where does that misinformation come from then if you're telling me I get so much more? Yeah, and, and you know, unfortunately, and our, our regular listeners know this, but our new listeners don't, that misinformation, and it is that, it's exactly misinformation, 
comes from the government. It comes from the Ministry of Labor. And, and it's frustrating and it's terrible because they provide misinformation. Now, we have a statute in Ontario called the Employment Standards Act. And that statute outlines the minimum amount of termination entitlements that you have. And for most people, that's a week or two weeks pay per year of service. But those are minimum only. And all employees have more entitlements than that under our common law. So your minimum entitlements could be three weeks of severance, but your full entitlements could be eight months of severance. And unfortunately, yeah. when you call the Ministry of Labor and you ask them how much am I owed, they're only going to tell you about your minimum entitlements. That's wrong. That's why we are here to inform you so that you don't believe the misconception. You don't believe that your minimum entitlements are your full entitlements. So that's why we're here. That's why there's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, uh, the only way to get your actual accurate legal entitlements. Getting down to the breakdown to uh, employment law basics here in our first show for a Tuesday night. The next one of the most common questions you get asked is simply this. What do I do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance now that I know that number? So that's that's the key, right? Your, your employer doesn't give you yeah. enough severance. What do you do? Well, here's the thing. You're owed what you're owed, right? So the law decides how much you're owed, not your employer. Uh, I don't decide that. The employer doesn't decide that. The law takes care of that. So number one is you have to determine how much you're owed. You call me. You you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You speak to another employment lawyer if you don't like me. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But you find that out. Once we know that the employer owes you more, we engage them in a negotiation. Okay, we we write to them saying you've offered three months pay, it should have been 10 months pay, and we resolve it that way. These matters don't need to go to court in 99.99% of the cases. They can often resolve in a number of weeks, one or two or three weeks. It's straightforward, it's simple. So don't ever be afraid of the process. It's in most cases very straightforward to be able to get your full legal entitlements. We're talking uh, basics of employment law here. So someone's going, okay, wait, Leor, you said can get resolved in a couple weeks, which is actually really good considering any matter whether you're taking back a, a DVD player to get a re. I mean, that's good. That's just good timing. But there's this thing on my my severance letter, and it says I have to accept by Friday at five or or else. What do I do if that's there? So every severance letter has a deadline. So, you know, we're letting you go and we're offering you this much severance and you have to sign this by Friday or Tuesday or whatever the date is. And guess what? You feel now the pressure. Like, oh my yep. God, I better sign this or else. Well, that's the point. It's a pressure tactic. That's mm -hmm. all that it is. It's a pressure tactic. It's silly. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Your legal rights don't expire Friday at five. In fact, you have two years, two years to pursue your rights. Now, I'm not suggesting you wait two years, not at all. But the point is that deadline is meaningless. Look at it this way. If I owed you $100 and I said, I'm only going to pay you 20 but to accept this 20, you have to sign by Friday. You'd say, well, no, uh, you're going to pay me 100. That's right. Well, that's the same with severance. If your employer owes you 10 months severance and they're offering you three, and they're only going to pay you that three months if you sign, but you're not going to sign. We'll resolve it for you. Do not worry about that pressure tactic. It's meaningless. It's irrelevant. You, you have my permission. I'm right here on the radio telling you, you can ignore that deadline. It's not going to matter, John. We're going to take a short break and back into more of these uh, basic employment talking points. Jessica, I see you on the line. Don't go anywhere. We will get to you and your calls as well. Bring them on. 613-521-TALK. Uh, welcome to the Employment Law Show on a Tuesday night right here on News Talk 580 CFRA.
Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. You bet. First night of the uh, the Tuesday Employment Law Show. This is here to stay. If you've uh, joined us on the weekend before and you're joining us tonight, well, welcome back. If you're brand new, this is what we do. We talk about employment law, and we will uh, continue to do so every Tuesday night from uh, from seven o'clock on for the complete hour. Six one three. 521 talk with your questions. We'll go back to some of the most common questions Lior gets asked. Some some employment law basics here in just a couple minutes, but I want to slide over to Jessica, who's been waiting patiently in the wings. Uh, good evening, Jessica. How are you? Good. Yourself? We are, uh, we're excellent. Thank you for being the uh, the first caller of the Tuesday Night Show. Uh, welcome aboard. Come on in. Water's warm. Uh, what's your uh, What's your question? Um, just a quick question. So I was uh, let go of my job on my, a job that I was at for three years. Um, and I wasn't really given any particular reason. Um, and so this is like, it was back in, um, May, 2017. And I'm just wondering now if, if I'm still entitled like to get severance. Yeah, I, I I hate kind of having to say this because it was May 2017. We're now beyond the two-year limitation period. There, there's a limitation period of two years, right. and so that would have been in May of 2019. So so we're a few months past that. Now, how how long did you work for the for that company? Like three and a half years. And what kind of severance, or did they give you any severance? Um, no, just uh, like two weeks pay. That's it. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you that even without knowing more about you and your specific situation, you would have been owed somewhere north of three months pay, four, five, six months pay in that range, uh, not two weeks pay. And and I, I really wish there's something I could do for you. And I mean, this is exactly the type of situation we've been talking about on the show when people are let yeah. go and they probably don't realize they have additional entitlements. And in your case, you certainly did. But Unfortunately, Jessica, because we're beyond two years now, it's going to be have to be one of those situations where you'll know if this ever happens next time. Hopefully it doesn't, but you'll know. But with respect to that particular job, we won't be able to go back to do anything about it. Uh, okay. Okay, good to know. Jessica, appreciate your time and uh, and your call. Uh, for you to call through as well, you still have plenty of time here during this hour, 613-521-TALK to ask your questions as well. In between, we're talking about the most common questions that Lior, you get asked as an employment lawyer. Next one up is this. says, you know, my employer reduced my pay or and they made some other significant changes to the terms of my employment. Can they do that or what do I do? It is such a common question that I get. Change to job responsibilities, change to work location, change to pay. Can they do that? So so let's let's talk about that. An employer does not have a right to make significant changes to the terms of employment. So they don't have a right to demote you. They don't have a right to reduce your pay. They don't have a right to change your commute to work in a way that's, that's significant. Yeah. And if they do, well, then at that point, you have a choice. Your choice is to say, well, I'm not happy, but I'm going to accept it. I'm going to continue working. I'll, I'll take this pay cut or demotion, whatever it is. Or you can say, no, I am not accepting this. Instead, I am going to treat my employment as being terminated. We call this a constructive dismissal. I mentioned that earlier in the show. So a constructive dismissal happens when your employer makes significant changes to the terms of employment and you choose not to accept them. In that situation, you can leave and get your full severance. So 
Even though your employer is not legally allowed to make changes to the terms of employment, that does not mean that we can physically stop them from doing it. What it means instead is you can choose to not accept that and treat your employment as being terminated. And and here's something I want you to, to understand. If your employer changes, let's say they change your compensation, and you say, well, what should I do? Here's why you don't want to accept it. If you accept it, if you say, well, I'll take one for the team, I'll be the, the good soldier, and I'll take one for the team, by doing that, you're giving them the right to do it again in the future. And then the second time they reduce your pay, you won't be able to do anything about it because you let them do it the first time. So when it comes to your employment and the terms of your employment, it's very careful to, to protect them. If you let changes happen, you give the company the right to do it again and again and again, and then all of a sudden the job you had is no longer the job you have. So very important to keep that in mind. If you're not sure what to do, if you're not sure if it rises to the level of a constructive dismissal, you have to give me a call. By the way, the call anytime with Leora, and we're not doing the show, one 821 5900 Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. But for the purpose and the remainder of this hour, uh, 613-521-TALK to ask your questions. Want to move over to uh, to Chris, who's been hanging on for a couple seconds there. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hi, how are you today? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Uh, it's a two-point part, I guess. My wife had a stroke 2017 been on disability for over two years now. She's got a doctor's note saying she can go back to work but with her disability. They're not accommodating her, saying she has to take a year off with unpaid training with no guarantee of going back to work. And the disability payments will be cut off in January. So she's able to go back to work. Uh, it's just she needs some, some modified duties. Is that right? She needs modified duties. They're not willing to accommodate for the position she has. Hmm. So they, they're saying she would have to retrain for a year, but there's no guarantee she would have a position after that. Wow. Now, does your wife believe that they should be able to accommodate her in her position? The exact position, no, but it, well, it's with the school board, with the union. They could give her another, another position, okay, like such as a secretary or something. I get it. I get it completely. So here's yeah. the thing. Uh, an employer has a duty to accommodate, okay? And that's a very, very strict duty. They have to accommodate even if it's difficult. They have to accommodate even if it costs them. They have a strict duty to accommodate. The only time they don't have to accommodate is if it's so difficult, so hard, that it just becomes completely unreasonable. So that's that means they may have to give her a different position. They may have to make some other uh, arrangements for her to do her job. And I've seen many situations where the company says, well, no, we don't want to, you know, your job is to do this. If you can't do it, we're not going to bring you back. We're not going to help you out. And no, that is a violation of the human rights code. They cannot do that. Now, you mentioned your sister is is, uh, part of a union uh, with the school board. The only one that can help her enforce her rights if she's part of a union is the union. So even though uh, you know we have these these laws here, the only one that for her can enforce those rights is the union, and that's true. Even if the union doesn't want to, or the union thinks that they they can't, that doesn't give her unfortunately the ability to do anything outside the union. I get calls every day from people that are unionized asking for my help, and I have to tell them, no, I, I can't help you because the only one that can help you for unionized is the union. So my best advice, Chris, is she needs to talk to her union, push them as much as possible, and work with them 
towards uh, some sort of a resolution. They may have to file a grievance, etc. cetera. Uh, it has to be the union that helps her. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Will, Appreciate uh, uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Let her know and uh, you know follow up please and let us know what happens in the future when you uh, when you have that uh, that that uh, that chat 613-521-talk is the number that Chris used and you can use as well to call through now and uh, ask your questions and that's that's something worth highlighting just to underline it is the fact that uh, being a union employee makes a big difference when going outside the union to seek a lawyer like yourself can't happen that's right and and you know I, I get calls daily and I get calls on the show and I get calls at the office. Oh. People that say, you know, my union's not helping me or the union doesn't even know what to do. Unfortunately, you cannot deal with your employer on your own or with your own lawyer if you're part of a union. It has to be the union. It's not about me not wanting to or not being able to help a unionized employee. I'm, I'm strictly not allowed. It has to be the union. So the best advice I can always give you if you're part of a union is push your union, push, 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 get them to, to enforce your rights, to protect your, your entitlements. That's the only recourse. This being our uh, debut show on Tuesday night here in the Employment Law Show, we're just going through some broad strokes, some basic strokes of employment law just to get you uh, get your feet wet of what we talk about every week. The next one on your list of things, uh, the most common questions you get, actually, are, and you love this one. My employer says I am on a temporary layoff. First of all, what is it and what can I do? Yeah, so very, very common situation and one that I, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be shocked about what I'm about to say. So a temporary layoff in theory is a situation where the company doesn't let you go. They're simply, as you like to say, they're putting you on ice for a little while. Yeah. They're, they're going to suspend your employment status for a while, hoping that at some point they'll be able to call you back to work. So here's the thing. For most people, John, a temporary layoff is a termination. In other words, your employer does not actually have the legal right to lay you off temporarily. They don't have the right to do that. If they do that, it gives you, the employee, the right to treat that as a termination. You don't have to sit at home and wait for three months till they call you back. You don't have to sit there and wonder, wait a second, do I still have a job? You may be better off to say, no, I'm going to treat this as a termination. I am going to get my severance from you. I'm going to make you pay me my severance, and I'm just going to move on to a different job. The problem is, as I said before, is if you let it happen, okay, if you let the employee employer lay you off temporarily and you come back to work when they call you back, at that point now you've given them the right to do it again. And then the next time they lay you off temporarily, you are stuck. So think about it. What a terrible way to work. You work for a few months, you come back, and you go off for a few months and off and on. That's not a way to live and work and pay your bills. So when it comes to those things, if your employer is going to start laying you off temporarily, for most people, that is a termination. It's better to say, that's it. I'm going to get my severance. I'm not going to accept that, and I'll just move on from that. If you've been laid off temporarily, you got to reach out to me because for most people, John, that is a termination. It's illegal. Reaching out is uh, actually quite simple, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But for the next 15 minutes of this, our first show of Tuesday night on the Employment Law Show, you can call in now and get your questions answered, 613-521-TALK. We'll take it a short break and right back at it. Lots more Employment Law Show is on the way. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
And welcome back indeed. 613-521-TALK, our debut Tuesday night show of the Employment Law Show. Been doing it for many years on the weekends, but we are glad to join you right here in the middle of the week. Uh, back over to the phone calls. JP, you're up next, pal. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Great. Excellent. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so I work in a tech technical support uh, job, which is basically 24-7, and basically at the time of being being hired, I signed the offer uh, and all that that said you have to be 24-7, available 24-7, but now uh, I just learned that recently uh, there's going to be a shift bid, meaning my hours of work will change, Um, and this is for everybody that is in the tech support role. Now, as the employee, are they allowed to do this, even though I signed a 24-7 offer uh, to, to basically, so are they allowed to do that? JP, how, how are the hours changing? What are the new hours going to be? That's the thing. I'm not sure at this point. I was just informed by my boss that there's going to be a shift bid. I'm currently 9 to 5.30, and there's going to be basically, because they did this in the past before, but I was not affected because they did it with the level one technicians, and I'm level two. So I wasn't affected, but this one is going to be everybody, and they're probably going to give us a list, maybe like early morning shift, and you have to basically first come, first serve type thing. No. Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. So no, they absolutely are not allowed to to do that now uh, if there were minor changes instead of 9 to 5:30 you were you know 9:30 to 6 you know something like that then maybe yeah that's something they could get away with but if they're going to make significant changes to your hours that is a big deal that is something that they're not allowed to do now that doesn't necessarily mean that you can stop them what you can do number 1 is tell them don't want that not interested in it if they say too bad we're doing it anyway at that point you have the right to treat that as a termination. You have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. How long have you worked for the company, JP? A year and a few months. A year and a few months, and, and how old are you? 25. Uh, 26, so someone, in your, someone in your situation would be owed about three months' pay. Okay, so three months' pay is what you'd be owed if you choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal. They don't have a right to do that. They don't have a right to change that. That's obviously a big deal, a big change. So if you can't get them to back off, I don't want you to quit. I want you to first call me. We'll need to have a, a chat properly uh, you know, and privately. And you that option you'll have to treat that as a constructive dismissal, no, they don't have a right to make these types of changes, JP. Even even if I signed the, empl- the, 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 like the offer of employment that said, that I will be available 24-7? Absolutely. If you, you've you been, despite that working a, a fixed shift, they can't just change that. No, they can't just change that f- f- fixed shift. That is still a significant change in terms of employment. And, and, you know, like I said, before you quit, I still want you to reach out to me. But, no, that's yep. not something they're allowed to do. So you'll have to decide ultimately is do you want to continue working with the new arrangements or would you rather leave with compensation? That's obviously a personal decision. Yep. Keep in mind, though, that if you let them do that, then you you will let them make further changes down the road. So that's something also to keep in mind. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, JB. Thank you for the call. And to to reach out to Lior, 1-855-821-5900. Make sure you got that down and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue here for a couple more minutes. We'll get get Mike in. Hey, Mike, thanks for hanging on the line. How are you tonight? Hey, good, thanks. Um, My question was around being terminated inside the three-month uh, probationary period. Um, are there times where employers aren't allowed to do that? Uh, I personally was in a 
maybe more complex scenario than what's worth communicating here, but that's kind of what it comes down to is just wondering if uh, I have any recourse at all. So very, very great question. So remember what I said earlier on the show that your employer is allowed to let you go pretty much at any time. So yes, they are allowed to let you go within the three-month probation pretty much for any reason, but the fact that you're on probation, the fact that it's still the first three months does not mean you're not owed compensation. You could absolutely be owed compensation. The only way that they can let you go in the first three months without having to pay you is if you signed an employment agreement that says you're on probation and and also goes on to say that during that time, they can let you go without pay. If you sign something that says in the first three months they can let you go without pay, they can do that. If you did not sign something that says that, that even in the first three months, they could potentially owe you one, two, three months of pay. So do you recall, Mike, if you signed something like that? Yeah, for sure there would have been something signed along those lines. I I, I guess I just didn't realize that it truly meant that, you know, uh, for any reason whatsoever, they can still do it. I always thought that it had to be connected to uh, some type of reason of some sort. So They, They generally would have the discretion, but I wouldn't necessarily assume... Mike, that that you signed something that actually says that. I've seen hundreds of matters over the years where someone has been let go in the first three months and they were still owed compensation. So see if you can find your job offer letter, your, your employment agreement, whatever it is that you signed. Take a look at what it says. If you're not sure what it says or what it means, you can always send that over to me and I'll, I'll take a look at it. But short of that, yes, they can let you go even though you may have done nothing wrong. It's simply a question of whether they owe you something and the answer to that is in your employment agreement. Okay, I'll go back and look for it. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Let us know what it says. And just uh, let's just peel away another uh, layer of that onion. So it is not automatically uh, three-month probation. People are thinking that going, oh, three-month probation is automatic in every job. Exactly. It's You're absolutely right. Probation is not automatic. Probation is something that's created by an employment agreement. You're not on probation right. unless your employment agreement says so. It's not automatic in every case. We're going to uh, wrap it there for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us on this the debut Tuesday show of the Employment Law Show. We are here to stay. We're just getting started. So much more to relay to you, and thank you for all your contributions. We didn't get to mention uh, the pocket employment lawyer. This is like literally a, an employment lawyer in your pocket. It does so much. We'll expand on it in the weeks to come. If you want to check it out now, you can do so. Very simple. PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. Have a look at it. We'll reconvene next Tuesday and Saturday coming up. Of course, you want to reach out, one 821 and get a hold of the or by email as well at help at employmentlawyer.ca. Till next time, the weekend and the following Tuesday, of course, Employment Law Show right here, News Talk 580 CFRA.